Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. I got to say, Mason, I do respect that you were able to go back and rescind your uh, support for the rat there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mayor Peter. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> he kind of sucks. Thank, thank you for that. It was, it was a pretty easy decision. I was like, oh, wait, that guy. <laughs> he cool. sucks. Oh. I mean, I've, I've, my number one pick has been like six different people so it just kind of went narrowed itself down yeah you've changed it like 10 times i know hey that's the sign of a healthy mind is that i'm willing to a sign of indecisiveness well yeah, now i'm decisive I'm it's not decisive. like he didn't have a reason for it exactly yeah because he's gone uh, you no, did no. it before he dropped out, right? You know, I've been I've been on Team Bernie since Iowa, pretty much. I was on Team Warren, and then I was like, oh, it's Team it's Team Bernie. Hashtag Gilbert again. Yeah, Warren kind of sucks too. I don't know, I don't know what she's doing. She's being a dick. Like I don't, what she's doing. I'm not. I don't want. I don't want to be like. Uh, she's playing the be, game. Yeah, just like the rest. But she's not. Be, she has nothing to gain off of this anymore. Like, what, what's her? What's the point? The point, okay, here's here's my optimistic point of view, and I'll give you my pessimistic one in just a second. My optimistic point of view is that she killed it at that that first Bloomberg debate and raised a bunch of money, but most of the people, in, a lot of people in Nevada had voted already, so it didn't really show there. And then, I guess it, okay. she, her fundraising has been good enough to where she's like, I might have a chance at making some noise, and I don't want to leave before that possibility happens because if she does well on super tuesday that blows the race wide open but the pessimistic side of things is that she does not like bernie and that she wants to stick it to him she just seems like the female bernie to me though that's the thing she's by far the closest not not really in terms of policy than she totally is i'm talking about more in terms of like appeal no, yeah, they have di- very different voting bases, but I mean, they're, men versus women—that's it. No, she's—I don't—I don't know her, what her electorate is like. I really don't. When I was phone banking, we were all different colors of the rainbow. It was great. I phone banked in Brooklyn a few weeks ago. I don't know if you guys know that. My sister lives in Brooklyn. I was at her house phone banking. Fair enough. I genuinely don't know who my sister is voting for or would like to vote for. All I know is I will not be voting in the primary. Because you can't. Because I can't. Because you can't. I can. Which is is fair. fair. Since the deadline's not until April, I thought about changing mine and then voting and then switching back. I do need to re-register to vote. That's fraud, I think. Yeah, it is, but, you know, the system sucks, so who cares? Honestly, I think we're at the point where we really, especially after this primary and all that, we really need to think about doing what France does. And have it like everybody gets thrown in all at once and then you do a runoff or whatever. It's like everybody, as many people as they want can run. Like it's like you do that in September or something like that. And it's like the fir- the people who get the two most votes, then they go on and the race is just between the two of them. Because I think it's too. Because like if it was if if we did it like that, it would be Trump, Bernie, 
and then Biden. We should also have ranked choice. So oh, for sure, for sure, and, that, and that's like a different. And that runoff thing is kind of a different way to do that. But you're right, ranked choice would be pretty sweet, just like they do in the Oscars, and that went well this year. So that's the one thing I would do if I was president for a day. I think that would fix a lot of things. Tulsi 2024. How dare you? She's running. <laughs> You know what? She's still on the ballot, isn't she? You know what? Yeah. She's outlasted all the other clowns. So, Well, well she's also not really putting any money into it. She's yeah, kind of well. just refusing to give up, too. Yeah. Which I respect more than... But, like, what's she doing this for? Fun. Because she's... It's not like she's good. making... Well, like, what's she... She's trying to make a name for herself, I imagine. Because she's not doing this for the party. She's doing it to for the country. But what's she doing? Making a stand. For what? <laughs> For what Veterans. goal? I just like I'm fine. I, I like I said earlier. I don't care. I'm not. I still don't understand pressure. why people hate her so much, and I will never will. Yeah, she's. If you say Russian asset, I will turn this microphone off and never be on another episode again. Eastern European asset. Got him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I, I don't believe that. That's bullshit. But I do think she's weird with authoritarians because like she was hanging out and like cozying up to the the guy in India who's like in, doing. Religious oh no! She like gets that. people that you don't like on her side. I have no feelings. Terrible. I have no feelings on the guy. I don't. I mean, I just know that he's like targeting people of some religion. I can't remember which one it is. I don't know. She just comes off as kind of a dick. That's all. Yeah. And she's from Hawaii, so, actually, so I'm just kind of naturally like, jealous. Well, Hawaii is like one of the best countries. Countries? Country, countries? Interesting. Countries? States. Excuse me. Huh? Interesting. Hmm. How am I supposed to trust your political <laughs> ideas? Have you been to Hawaii? No. I go not. to Hawaii. It's nice. Yeah, let me just go to Hawaii. Do I'm it. A, I'm going to go to Waikiki to Waikiki kill myself. Tickets are cheap this time of year. <laughs> tickets <laughs> Tickets are going to be cheap everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think by odds, one of us has got to get the coronavirus, and my bet is Cody. I'll take it. That's fair. I mean, it's your own fault. You open mouth kiss everybody you see. Every single person. It's, it's, I've been telling you for up. years, you shouldn't do it. It's going to bite you in the ass someday. It's just, not, I, I can't stop. <laughs> also, How's your girlfriend feel about that? While we're talking about it, you really could use less tongue now that it's, it's we're having the <laughs> okay. conversation. Now we've gone too far. Let's oh. I'm not talking like no tongue. I'm like, I'm talking like 58% less tongue is all the I'm tongue is necessary. Let's get serious. <laughs> I hate this. Uh, anyways. Um, okay. So a lot has happened. A lot has happened in the movie world the last few weeks, other than the politics. Um, I guess I want to talk about Batman, even though it's kind of old news by now, but Batman, guys. Do you ever not want to talk about Batman? Nope. What's it talking yes. about? What happened? I, I, I don't the know how to answer reveal, the reveal, the costume reveal. Yeah. We haven't talked didn't about we, it. Didn't we? No. It looks, text. Like, looks like Batman. The gun? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now you're going to take 10 minutes to analyze every inch of the simple. Okay. So the gun is an 88 caliber Smith & Wesson. No, I have no idea. I don't yeah, know. I didn't think so. That didn't even sound right. 88 caliber would be a huge <laughs> bullet. <laughs> it's a 76 caliber. Oh, it's still a, huge. It's a 2009 Dodge caliber. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what the Batmobile is going to be. <laughs> oh, that'd be you cool. just saying. Jeep paid <laughs> G Patriot Battlefield. <laughs> it's my old car. <laughs> That'd be cool. Batman with a Jeep would be pretty sweet. 
Ooh, I like that. But speaking of, we have only we've only seen the his little motorcycle, which looks like a dirt bike, and not like the bat pod. So, which is a way of saying it's kind of lame. It just has like a bat ears on it. I'm gonna which is weird. I'm gonna go out in a lame, and I'm gonna say this is gonna be more grounded than the Nolan movies. Okay, I don't think that's really going out on a limb. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're gonna see like. a bombastic, crazy Batman for a very long. Time. That's like what those movies prided themselves on, right? Hmm. More grounded than that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's he's still gonna be a vigilante who fights crime and has a cave yeah. and super rich and nobody realizes it so i mean i don't think they're gonna be that different after dark knight rises then yeah there's a chance it's probably gonna be more grounded but i mean a great movie i don't know that if that's true because it's not it is it's a pretty good movie it's it's fine but uh the suit looks pretty cool um i go i just want to give a quick shout out to the city of glasgow glasgow Glasgow. whatever it is glasgow sure um Gotham is not... I'm, I'm imagining they're going to do a little bit with CGI and models and stuff like that to make it seem bigger, but from... Of the, like, actual locations, like that graveyard that, that he was riding around the bike in, and they've also... Somebody posted pictures of what is going to be Arkham Hospital, which looks fucking crazy cool. Uh, the location for it is kind of perfect. and I, like, But like I said, I, I, I want to see what they do with, like, putting some skyscrapers and stuff like that in there to make it bigger. Cause Glasgow's kind of a small city. I kind of want Irish Batman now. What's the difference between Batman and Irish Batman? The accent mostly. <laughs> now that would be strange. Christian Bale's Welsh. Is that, that's pretty close. Is he though? Yeah. His accent is weird. He's gotten to the point probably where he doesn't know what his real voice is anymore. Yeah, that's that's, that's got to be so weird. Him, have you seen what he does in interviews? Yeah. Does he, he just match- throw on an accent? No, he does the accent of the character that he's playing in the movie. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like when um in his um I went back and watched his Batman interviews, he's doing an English an American accent. Yeah. That's dedication. <laughs> he's he's yeah. deep in the character. <laughs> Is he crazy? Oh yeah. For sure. For the things he does to his body, he's gotta be crazy. But I guess he's not doing that anymore. So Did he get Bummer. fat for Vice or was that like a suit? Uh, I think he got fat. Yeah, he got fat. God, I wish someone paid me to get fat. It was Gary Oldman that didn't get fat. He could have gotten right. fat for Winston Churchill, but he just wore a suit, which is kind of lame, if you ask me. I mean, one of those people won an Oscar that year, so... Well, Christian Bale wasn't in it that year, the same year as Goldman. <laughs> I know. But, uh, no. Was no. it the same? I don't know. I no. don't really care. No, Vice was 18, Darkest Hour was 17. That movie was awesome, Darkest Hour. I still like Vice. Vice was fine. Vice was a movie. That Ameri- happened. American Hustle, though, better than all three. It's trash all as hell. Trash Boring. As. Bale, speaking of, is in David O. Russell's next movie, too. So, very exciting. Very exciting times. I can't I wait could for that. I could not care less. Oh, my God. The, there's the rest of a cast, but I don't feel like looking it up. But, uh, let's see. What else is going on? Hmm. <sighs> I think that's it. Star Wars is pretty quiet. They haven't. They, just, uh, they revealed the new theme, I guess. The new theme? The oh, the Batman. The what? Yeah. Are you talking about the Batman music? No, for oh. Star Wars. What's the theme? How they're doing a whole bunch of High Republic movies. Did you not see that? That's that's, that's books, not movies. Oh, I thought it was movies. No. I don't care. 
Are you lying, Cody? Whatever. Nobody, nobody reads books anymore. I do. Me too. Uh, oh. Well, I'm just sort of... I'm, we're, I think the world is sort of in a holding pattern for Dune. I mean, film, hashtag film Twitter at least, and then now that we have Batman can you call, stuff... Can you call it by its real name, please? Stephen King's Dune? No, it's Dunk. <laughs> Yeah, for, sorry, Dunk. Very excited for I thought Dunk. It was, I thought it was Dunce. No, no, no. No, there's an E in Dunce. Yeah. No there e. is an E. Not in Dune. No, not in, there is. Not not in, in Dunk. Dunk. Not in Dunk. The, the joke there, you, everybody, the logo is looks that fine. This, the logo's kind of dumb. It's great. It's Anything he does is perfect and dumb. cannot be criticized. Hmm. I went on a little Denny binge, the other, uh, according to my letterbox. With, uh, I did a little bit of Arrival and then a, a drunk Blade Runner 2049. And, uh, yeah, Dune's going to be pretty sick. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go out on the limb and just say that it's going to be good. Does it make, is it going to make money? <sighs> That's a good question. That's a good question. No. Unless, it, unless it's marketed perfectly, which it won't be. Then and no. it depends on how much it makes. It's made for, I mean. So it's got to be at least somewhere between 150 and 225, right? Mm, I have no I idea. I don't know. I mean, based on the content, it's got to be expensive. I haven't read it. I would assume at least 200. Well, it's coming out at Christmas. If it gets awards. No, the only thing is, it doesn't have any direct competition, but it has stuff around it. Yeah, it's like West Side Story and stuff like that. It's kind of like West Side Story coming to America. I thought, is Uncharted still coming out then? That got moved. <laughs> I think that's coming out uh, in eight days. Can it not? You had the only, you had all? never coming out. Hypothetical question, Josh. What? If you had to watch Uncharted every day for three weeks straight. I haven't seen it yet. I'm saying, if you had to watch it, based on everything we know, would you, if that meant you got to see Dune... As soon as it was the final cut, <laughs> in whatever format you wanted, by yourself with snacks. Yes, I'd do it. Like I get to see Dune like in three weeks. Well, it's probably I'm saying when it's done. So like probably like September, October. No. No. Wow. I can wait. I can wait the extra two months. I know this Uncharted movie is going to suck. You don't think it's going to break you though? Because that's what I'm. Be- that's the. Why I'm asking because I think it's going to break you. I mean, it's got your favorite director at the helm, so I don't I see. Hate, I I don't think I've ever been this mad about something being adapted from something I care about. This is the Ruben Fleischer. You know that, right? I want to kill myself. Oh my I don't know who that is. He made Venom. Venom. Oh, and Gangster Squad. And Venom. Venom was a good movie, though. Exactly. No, it was trash. Exactly. <laughs> Venom was bad. We are I think you didn't even see it. Hmm. Not nah, nah. very interesting. It was a rom com with CGI. I guess hey, Venom Man. Two looks pretty dope. Woody oh, Harrelson's wearing like a flowery shirt. Did I say? Wait, what name did I just say? Woody Harrelson. Okay, I thought I said Owen Wilson for some reason. So that doesn't sound <sighs> right. Oh, and Cody, I want to talk about the Green Knight trailer with you a little bit. Did you watch it? Sure, I watched it once. Yeah. Good. What'd you think? looks cool it does look cool dev patel come on and the fox come on i gotta tell you i never dev chappelle or dev, dev chappelle what the fuck dave chappelle, dev, chappelle. <laughs> dev, dev patel is a good looking man very good looking 
and I never would have thought he would be, you know? Right. Seeing seeing him in like Slumdog Millionaire or whatever. It's just I'm, I'm happy his glow up was so good. He's definitely got a man face now. And the, yeah, he the, grew up. He grew the up. Facial hair and then that the long hair certainly helps his case. He's he's bona fide hot. Good for her, good for definitely. No, yeah, it looked um it looks really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm so excited for it. I reread. The, I found the book online. Uh, the the poem is it a poem? I guess it's a poem. What what is it based on? Gawain and the Green Knight. Um, is that that's not part of the King Arthur, right? I think we'd had this discussion. No, it is. It is. It, but it's like an it's like a spinoff of Arthur because Arthur's in the movie. The two people you see in the beginning, towards the beginning, are is King Arthur and Guinevere. And the whole, the whole bit of it is like he's like at a dinner or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, somebody tell me a cool story," and Gawain. Dev Patel tells him like a story and then he's like yeah and this green knight I'm gonna kill him and the green knight shows up he's like hey oh <laughs> kill me and he's like and then I'm gonna kill okay. in a day and a year and a day later I'm gonna kill you too and he's like oh okay and he does it and then a, a year goes by that's yeah that the, doesn't sound very good but I'm excited for the movie that's the meme I think it sounds awesome I love that I love that story and I recently found out that nobody knows who wrote it there are theories. Find it. it was in like this random book, but it no had no author to it. I am genuinely curious now. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. I like it when it's like, oh, the author is a mystery. It's like, ooh, could have been anybody. Could have been Kirk Cobain. Probably some fucking monk. Who knows? <laughs> some, some loser, some asshole writing an epic poem about Sir Gawain. That's all they did. That's all monks did was write shit down all day. Seriously. Life mm-hmm. back then just sucked, didn't it? That and pray. That's most. That's most of what they did. What's the point? Why? Why? Why have you been bestowed the gift of life if you're going to spend all of it, not just some of it, all of it, in service to the higher power? Aren't you supposed to live, see the no. world, monks? Travel, get wasted, <laughs> kick a bee. I don't know. Kick a no, bee. No, bees are, no, don't kick a bee. Bees are nice. Like punch a. I don't know. Fish. I don't know. Fuck fish. I hate monks. And they did the stupid thing on the head? Or is that just Lutherans? Um, you mean where they cut their hair? Yeah. I don't know. I hate that. Losers. But anyways, Invisible Man, what say we move on? Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> wow. What happened to him? Adrian's dead. Listen, you're getting your freedom back, okay? He said that wherever I went, he would find me. Walk right up to me, and I wouldn't be able to see him. Adrian is dead. He's not dead. He has figured out a way... Uh, let's start with Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Josh. Initial thoughts on The Invisible Man. Great. I loved it. I wasn't sure what I will think, but I loved it. And I'm probably going to see it again. And Lee Winnell was wonderful. Cody, initial thoughts? I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I, I didn't like it as much as you guys did. Pretty good? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Wow. But you loved it, Chapter Two. Yeah. You loved what? I, I like it. Like Stephen what? King's it. 
Thank this you. is a stupid meme. It's a good meme. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. You have to specify what you're talking about. It's simple just language. You know. Uh, I don't so know. stupid. Okay. <laughs> I loved The Invisible Man more than John. <laughs> I think this movie is stellar. It's my favorite. Oh, shit. I, I, I said on Letterboxd, it's my favorite horror since Conjuring 2. Or, you know, maybe I didn't say that, but it was my favorite horror in a while. But now I think about it, isn't Annihilation a horror? Or is that more of a sci-fi thriller? I, I would call it more of a sci-fi thriller. It's whatever you want it to be. It's got horror elements to it, though. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm sure. gonna. I'm just keep that as sci-fi thriller. But I love this. I. I mean, I had low to no expectations coming in. I mean, once the buzz started to come out, then I was like, "Ooh, maybe this could be cool." Um, Lee Winnell, I thought Upgrade was pretty good. I like it. Elizabeth Moss just fine, and you know, I'm. Horror movies aren't really my cup of tea or anything like that. So my expectations are pretty low, and it's kind of one of those cases where it overshot them so, so much that it wasn't just good. I thought it was downright excellent, and I'm kind of I'm just really high in it. I think Winnell did a really incredible job. I, it's one of the most uh, sheesh, harrowing in a certain way, uh, <laughs> horror movies I've seen a while, just because it really goes there, and there's a lot of moments that, like, I jumped multiple times in this movie, just, and that, you know, at a point, things stop surprising you, so it, it it's really impressive that they he was able to do that, and really be given the freedom to make these kind of drastic really crazy choices and i was just 100 percent there for it i mean i, I don't want to get more into specifics but i guess for now i just could not re- recommend this more i think it's a, one of the most invigorating horror movies inventive and just outright interesting that have come around in a really long time and it's sort of showing the evolution of what these sort of movies can do and i think ari aster's kind of Maybe not so much with Hereditary, but definitely with Midsommar have added this new kind of this new element to horror movies where it's not just it's not just the premise like with Lights Out just came to mind. It's not just, oh, and then we put a killer in a warehouse where the lights go out or whatever that's about. This is like, oh, we're taking (laughs) that. I don't think you've seen that movie. Well, it's like it's kind of saw the trailer. It's kind of goofy, (laughs) isn't it? Like it's about lights, right? Go watch the movie. Well, is, just tell me. No. Whatever. Or Stephen King's It, char- chapter one and two, where it's like, oh, it's a killer clown, he's going to get us. But, like, they add, oh, but it's it's also a story of these kids growing up, and this is adds a different element to, to it. This, is, this isn't something new, though. This has been happening in horror movies forever. Has it, though? Yes. Like The this Curse of always... La Llorona? Yeah. Not that movie. That's a bad movie. <laughs> The Vivitch. People, the Vivitch didn't do I anything. See, and if I also, if I hear one more person say elevated horror, I'm going to fucking Ooh, what's that? gasket. I mean, I it, means, it, means, it means horror that you watch on an elevator. Duh. <laughs> it means horror that's more than just... Scares. Just, just scares, even though that's been a thing since forever. So yeah, yeah um, but like, The okay, Invisible but Man is definitely the best example of elevated horror I've ever <laughs> oh seen. Oh my god, I want to okay, die. In theaters. Be objective, Josh. Is Halloween anything more than a slasher? No. Okay, so that's kind of what I'm saying. Like a lot of Street movies. Eh. Are we talking about Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> <laughs> I 
but like okay i guess if you want to use alien, a different alien is is different it's it's no it's scary a, monster so and space okay and that's from 1970 and, and it adds nine. right okay there you go Okay. Well, maybe that's not 100% true, but, like, it definitely, from an outsider's point of view, it does feel like this is, I don't see a lot of horror movies, maybe I don't say, but, like, it is, it, this does feel a lot more socially relevant than something like Alien was, or Nightmare on Elm Street was. Then again, I wasn't alive at that time, so maybe, I don't know. But, um, this definitely, it just has a different feel to it, and Midsommar kind of had the same thing, where, yeah, it's about this convent in the, where it's daylight 24-7, but it's also about this... The, just this relationship and everything is built around that. Whereas I think this is in a similar way. Yeah. It, you can look at it face value as, Oh my God, my guy, this guy's invisible and he's torturing me, but it's really just about an abusive relationship. And it's, uh, and you know, it's playing off of that rather than playing into it, I suppose. And I just loved it for that. But, uh, let's get into some specific Lee Winnell. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah. Holy shit. Cody, how much do you think this movie was made for? Um, what's a high budget? For any movie 200? or horror? For horror. Probably 50. $25 million. $7 million, Cody. Seriously? Seriously. Yeah, cool. That's a ham sandwich these days. Yeah. That's and, not bad at all, actually. Right? It's a ham sandwich store. Ah, uh, he's gonna be making a lot. They're gonna be making a lot of money. <laughs> it's made forty nine million dollars so far. Yeah, wow. So they're deep into the black, and I wa- I, br- I bring that up a because it's just stunning what they were able to do with all this. And I'm not like it's not like this is all special effects and stuff, but the the scope of this movie is just huge. I thought, uh, you know, it's not just in a house the whole time. Like she's in two different houses and she's at this hospital and the restaurant she's driving between them and they're in San Francisco and it's just it this movie felt big and real and crazy and all that fun stuff and I also want to highlight it just because I guess one of the things I like about movies overall is movies that are that look a lot more expensive than they are like a ghost story a few years ago was made for like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that and looks incredible and has some scenes set in the future that look really good and all that, and Mandy from a couple years ago, that was made for nothing and looked just overall stunning. And I think when uh, they did something similar here, like I said, it just the scope is great and it just seems bigger than it maybe is. And Winnell, I think it's well, he and his production designers and VFX people get a lot of the credit for that. And and also when they when they do use the budget on CGI, the CGI looks really good. I thought with the suit. Spoiler alert. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah, it looks great. Um it looks not I mean it looks grounded and it doesn't look over CGI. They use they use it sparingly. Right. It's pretty much I guess the only time they actually ever use it is for the suit. Mm-hmm. Um and for any kind of floating things like the restaurant scene, which I'm sure we'll get to. <laughs> but um cool. um but yeah, I think the way it uses the the visuals and the the way it's shot, uh, oh, okay. the camera work, the sound design, the um, the and the, in terms of the story, the way it utilizes like technology, I think it's all just it's really smart, it's creative, it's innovative, um, and it's it's the best kind of low budget filmmaking on a mainstream level you can get. 
Right. So, um, yeah. I was just comparing it to, like, Birds of Prey, which, fine movie or whatever. That wasn't my thing, but it just looks ugly. And it's, like, waxy and just, ugh. And this is, the images in this are so crisp and clear. And, the like you said, the CGI looks complete, like, looks fantastic. You know, looks like he's actually flickering in and out in real life. It's nuts. And I'm assuming they had to, they had to CGI him out of there because he's in some scenes rather than in. So that's a whole other, you know, can of beans, I guess. I mean, there really are stretches in the movie where you, you completely forget that Johnny Depp is even there at, at certain <laughs> times. And I was just, I was shocked by that. I thought that was a really effective way to kind of keep I, <laughs> I was on, um, I was looking the other day at like kind of the, like doing some research on like the dark universe stuff. What <laughs> dark their, universe? <laughs> they, their Twitter page is still up. <laughs> and it's Hell just yeah. one, it's just one tweet with a video introducing the dark universe saying, it's like a, like going through all the old movies and then like dark universe, the logo. It's like you're some, you're something about to begin or whatever. And that's it. <laughs> It's Why like not delete sad. it and save face? I don't know. I just that's I, like that's like an abandoned building. It's, it's hilarious. Just, it's sad. It's so funny. Oh my God, there's a darkuniverse.com that just redirects to Universal Pictures, and the first yeah. thing you see is an ad for the Invisible Man. That's <laughs> fucking hysterical. I do hope that this leads to a um, a shared universe of sorts. Of but like, what's uh, what's the point? No, I like, I don't. No, are that, they teaming that, up I, to fight a sky hole or no, something no, 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 like no, no, that? No, no. I don't want. I don't want like an Avenger style like team ups and all this stuff. I just want it all to be established. I think it's cool the idea of all these, and I want it to all be like lower budget, twenty first century modern new takes on these. Like, uh, I want to see like what a modern twenty first century take on a Frankenstein or a Dracula would be like. And set it in this universe, and you don't have to have an Avengers crossover or anything. I don't even ever have to see. Uh, so you know what I would do for that together. is, yeah, like you said, they don't have to be around to each other or whatever. But yeah, I think it'd be a good idea. So basically, you know how Alien and Blade Runner are in a shared universe, kinda. Wait, what? No. Oh, look that up. Oh fuck yeah! Those two movies are all over each other. I got but, some googling later. Um, basically, they're just. Have small references. Don't yeah, ever make it like a huge like plot point that oh like here's Elizabeth Moss from the last movie. Look how now she's in Swamp she's Thing. You know, like she's, say she's fighting the Swamp Thing. <laughs> no, like I think what would be cool is like say you have this small supporting character in like the Invisible Man, and then he, they're referenced in another movie, and then you you know if you have a, a, a storyline that calls for a character like that you can bring them back in and you don't have to like say oh you got to see this movie it's just like if you've seen the other movie cool so you yeah, haven't cool yeah and that's, yeah, that's it, fine like thing i just think having making it into an established thing would be really cool because they could build on kind of the the maybe some of the technology that's established in this movie in other ways um and i think it would be it would be interesting but even if it's not i think as a standalone movie or series, assuming I mean it's making a shitload of money, so I'd imagine they're looking at any kind of potential future option. Um, and even if it's just like a in self-contained franchise, I'm perfectly fine with it because um, this this movie is great. Um, uh, I, the invis I don't you have neither of you have seen the original, right? I saw no. Marriage Story, so technically That's, yes. Okay, well, A for effort. Um, the original <laughs> Invisible Man is a. I got an A. Awesome. 
Okay. They're going to give me a B or a C. Cool. Don't be too excited about yourself, champ. Uh, the try. original movie is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, definitely watch it. It's really it's not. I don't necessarily consider it a horror movie, even though it is labeled under horror. But it's it's an interesting movie. It's a entertaining movie. It's really cool. Um, the visuals for its time are incredible. So to see kind of them taking almost none of the story in that movie. I mean, it's almost completely different. The only things that are really the same is the name of the invisible man, Adrian and the premise that he's invisible and there's kind of tormenting going on. They kind of take that and bring it into a, a modern day uh, scenario and put it into a, a really scary situation um, using like things like abuse and trauma to utilize those um, things. And I think it's, it's really cool the way they did it. Um, and as a fan of the original, I think it's great. And I think this might be better. So I, I really, I think what did a, a really interesting job. I just realized this movie didn't dodge just one bullet. It dodged two. Didn't, it didn't just dodge uh, Johnny Depp, but also dodged uh, David S. Goyer, who apparently wrote a script for it. Whew. Close one guys. Um, Ontario. Yeah. Not by much, I don't think. But anyway, you gonna tell me Man of Steel isn't the best written of Batman vs Superman and Rise of Skywalker? I'd have to sit and think about that. I think BVS. I think BVS. That movie's that's just that's such a. How many times did they say men and gods in those other two (laughs) movies, though? Okay. Because they talk about man and gods quite a bit. Quite a bit is all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, let's see. What I got, I want to keep talking about the director because I think this is kind of... This more than most... Not most movies, but sometimes I feel like uh, I'm not really watching a director work in certain studio movies like... Spider-Man, this last two Spider-Man movies come to mind. Like, I don't know, I don't know who John Watts is after I see the first two Spider-Man films. And... That's just a byproduct of like the whole studio system and stuff. But this really felt like a horror auteur kind of uh, skill set and effort that that he put out. Because, and I mentioned this in the in the hashtag group chat right after I saw, it, or maybe I didn't. But there are a lot of camera moves that he brings with him from Upgrade that were like a big part of Upgrade, and you know, which I can't remember. Did you, either you guys see that? I yeah, that. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, if I had known this movie was made by that guy yeah. who made Upgrade, I would have been way more excited. And that's for another it. movie that looks way more expensive than than it is. That's just, so, that movie is so good. Winnell's doing a, apparently he's doing an Escape from New York remake next, so that could be pretty sad. Nice. I hope they get Kurt Russell for real. <laughs> I hope they get Michael Sarah personally. Just get him super yoked. Oh, that'd be great. Um, that'd be so weird. <laughs> it'd be cool though. But they dub him with Kurt Russell. How about that? Uh, but that, that like, I don't know the, how to describe it, but that, like, robotic kind of camera movement where it moves perfectly in sync with the upgrade guy. He does he does that a little bit here, but not too much. But what? I, but I just like that he's able to bring that kind of a thing and recontextualize and do something different because it's it's making those moves along with nothing in the hospital scene, right? Where you're, where it's it's going in sync with the Invisible Man while he's invisible and like bashing these guys, which I thought was really really effective. And straight up though, I just want to keep talking about Lee Winnell. I mean, one of and we can get into likes and dislikes, and I'll just kind of throw mine first. Is that 
I think the camera work in this is just exquisite. That's. Uh, do you guys remember the scene when she was? I think it was kind of early on. She was in the kitchen. She was like making eggs or something like that. Yeah. Right. Nice. She, now no one will even know the recording got fucked up. Good job. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But still. Yeah, that, that was great. I wish you were invisible. <laughs> Come on, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> I hate you though. The central tenet of this show is to not <laughs> admit our mistakes. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm saying Very is good. there's a lot, there's like a half dozen scenes, it feels like, like that, where, you know, either he has it in just a wide shot and somebody could leave a room and they just, and he, they hold the camera there for whatever reason, or when they track something out of the room, like they're, when they're in the kitchen, the camera pans over to the living room and you don't know why except you do know why the whole opening scene really establishes this well where you kind of get a taste of what it's going to be like the opening scene at the house huh the opening scene at the house yeah how so i thought it was pretty straight up well i need to do the camera turn trick yeah okay within the first like two minutes when you get inside that well even before that just the opening titles or credits or whatever Oh, oh my god, those were so cool. Oh with the just, with the rocks and the water? Waves hitting boulders. Those were so and the awesome. Let the sound overtake you and the right. and the waves right. come in, break the thing. And it just sits on that for like a solid minute and a half, two minutes. This this is definitely a movie that I I feel like a lot of people have been turned off by, and maybe you you were Cody, but speak up if that's the case. But the movie really takes its time. And no, that doesn't bother me. It's okay. I just, I didn't, I never felt like the movie was in a rush. And when it did come at, when it did go into a rush just because of the plot, I felt that it was really earned. The movie, not all, not all do this. So I'm just, I think it's just worth shouting out that it just, it was paced and it progressed really, really well. That by the end, you really feel like, oh, okay, we've earned this, this twist and that twist. Like it's, the movies put the work in, so to speak. And it's, and it built up the fear too. Cause you know, I think the most unsettling scene, other than that one, was when Elizabeth Moss and the girl were in bed. Oh yeah, that wasn't great. Where and this is a and, and this is actually I think why you should, and why I'm happy that I kind of stay away from marketing pretty much these days, is that I saw I don't know if it was like a Facebook ad or some trailer footage after I saw the movie that they had shots in the movie. Or in that in that trailer of the phone in like standing free, taking the pictures. But in this, all you see it just holds on them in bed, and the covers get pulled, and then you just see these flashes of light that I thought were like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, he must he was flickering the light. That's kind of kitschy and like night and like kitty and sort of lame. Like, oh, I'm turning the lights on and off. You're scared. I was like, that's kind of stupid. But it was actually him taking pictures of them and leaving on the phone to scare the shit out of her. And that's kind of, you know, first of all, thank God that they cut that out because I feel like that moment would have wouldn't have been as effective. And also just kind of yeah, I like the way that they did it in the actual movie better. Yeah. And it just it just kind of build the overall creepiness. Like, how do you guys feel about the, the how they set up the threat of the Invisible Man and kept you on edge? I loved it. I thought it was effective. They actually. I think, uh, I mean, this is weird because it's, it's a very, 
realistic kind of, I mean, outside of the invisibility part, even though they kind of try to make that. I thought it was kind of plausible. Yeah, they do. They do make it plausible. But I mean, like in terms of what we know, (laughs) what actually exists in the world, Um, the the whole idea of of a basically a a stalker. who is obsessed with one person who is well actually i, I don't mean to go off not on even that. i don't think it's right. it's stalking it's more just like gaslighting almost it's, yeah 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 and i think i think it's just possessiveness of, it, yeah i think but the the it's, it's it's weird for me to say that the having a character like that is like i don't know if exciting is the right word but like as of he just he makes for a really good villain mm-hmm. because he's he's you just want to know him. I'm fascinated by him. Right. So, and we don't spend a lot of time with him too, no, which I think is a good thing. No, Cause every, most of the things we hear are secondhand. You don't even really hear him speak until the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So he's I, the main character in the old movie, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, so it's really interesting to go to have a character like this be so interesting. It's fascinating. And it's what's weird to me is by the end, I'm like, I don't want him to die, but at the same time, I want like I want him to die for the satisfaction of me as if you were watching the story because it's like this guy has pissed me off the entire time and I want him to get justice. But it's like he's such an interesting character. There is, I feel, potential for them to use him in another way, maybe. But for the sake of this character, the Elizabeth Moss uh, character in this story it makes sense for him to die, but it just, it felt weird to me to have those feelings about someone like this, who's so gross and realistically evil to kind of want to see them fleshed out more. I don't know, but right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty much, I think in, in best case scenario, when you're with the movie, when you're writing a character is that you don't, you learn more about them by what they do more than what they say. And I think that's why this worked for me because the thing, the lengths that he was going to, and the things that we found out about him as as the movie went on, were just it really painted a picture for me of the kind of person this is. Because I mean, one of the things that I thought the, it was really interesting that the movie addressed is that he isn't out for revenge. Like it's not like she did something wrong to him. He's just like, he's just he's, he's pissed possessive. off at her. He's possessive. Like he doesn't want. I think the. The the silver not the silver lining but like the reading between the lines I think the thing that motivates this guy is you know dehumanizing her in a way and making it that she can't live without him and that he controls everything she thinks says and does and it's I guess that's a little bit in text because she talks about it but like she even mentions she's like why why me it's like you're super rich and you can get anybody you want I mean not to say that Elizabeth Moss isn't beautiful which she is but it just it you do feel like that he's latching onto this person for some unknown reason. And it's just, I think it's that he's just likes to control people and that he likes to keep her around so he can control her. And the lengths to which he will do that, you sort of see throughout the movie. And it's just, again, I was saying earlier that like sociopolitical angle is what really makes this for me. It's why I think we're that get out did as well as it did. And it's this new, What's the word? Elevated horror, I guess, would be the, would be the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's, it is something. I think they're I think people are putting a lot more thought into horror these days than they than they have in years past. And it's a more sustained effort. It's not just like oh well, there's some movies that we'll put a lot of thought into. It's not. And no, others are just movie, like gonna make just saying, bank on. I don't. It, the, it's not that that's a concept. It's that that's a new concept because that's been happening since forever. 
Right. Go watch Rosemary's Baby. So, like, I'm so trying to think not, of like what major movies in the '90s, I guess, horror movies that had that had this kind of bend to them. Candyman. The people have seen. No, what's I don't even know what Candyman's about. What's its Candy. bit? What's the bit? Um, it's like I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's uh, I'm trying to know how to explain him. <laughs> he's, like, ha- he's like Bloody Mary, but yeah. for That's poor a, people. Yeah. <laughs> but what's the meme? There, not every movie has a meme. You just said that it's it's an elevated horror, or whatever that it. Like, is there a socio... I'm talking purely about, like, a, some sort of sociopolitical angle. Like, in what way? Like, how Get Out is about racism, and this is sort of about uh-huh. male, you know... Jacob's Ladder. That's 90s. He made me watch that. I don't remember what it's about. It's a great movie. I liked it's about, it a lot. It's, a, it's about PTSD. Ah, yeah, exactly. Just like that. Like, the, you know... <laughs> I don't know. Or Outside science, of looking science. in, I don't. I've, I, I'm trying to think of movies in the last few years that have had this, and I just keep coming back to Midsummer and Get Out. I'm sure there are others, I suppose, but Hereditary. Uh, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying that movie's bad by any means. I'm just like I don't know what it's about. Like grief, grief. It's not not that hard. But that's more of a theme. I'm talking about like a socio political thing. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Whatever. I, either way, I like that about this, and I'm ho- and if Not there are more out there like it, then I want to check them out for sure. But um, speaking of Elizabeth Moss, I mean, the movie fails without her. And yeah, she's excellent. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've mentioned it before. I've never been a huge fan of her. I don't know why. There's just something about her acting that has always annoyed me. She's awesome in this. She's fantastic in this movie, and I love yeah. her. Yeah. She, I mean, she carries it. Yeah. flat out like it's everything you you're you're experiencing the movie with her and and there are moments like with all great um is this person you know imagining this or is it actually happening movies there are pockets of the movie where you're not sure if she's even you know if she if she is imagining it or if she did some of the things herself and um yeah she just played the paranoia great and it's it's one of those things it's like yeah, she should probably, if we're looking purely basing on the merits of acting talent, then she should probably get a nomination, an Oscar nomination at the end of the year. I mean, One unless there are just, right, unless there are a hundred, you know, really, really great performances. But I don't know. I think this is, this was as impressive as anything I saw last year, for sure. If I had an Oscar ballot, I would definitely, you know, if this came out in last year and I had a ballot, then I would definitely put her on there because I thought she was just awesome. And I also kind of like the no-name supporting cast, too. Like, I know the, the cop is kind of a guy, but nobody's really that big. And, you know, I guess it's sort of horror movie tradition to sort of to not front-load your talent. But, it, you know, I just I like there being new faces. Because the, the guy that played the husband, I was like, oh, wow. I could see him in X, Y, and Z and having a future after this. Because he was, you know, playing an awful character already, obviously. But he was, thought he was really good at it. Anyways, um, other than the moment, which I really, really want to talk about in a minute, but what scenes or moments unnerve you guys the most? Cody? Um, I would say that unnerved me the most. Yeah, what got under your skin? Um, her exploring the attic. Oof, yeah. Yeah. It's just that always... 
Adam I don't like that. Ever ever since quarantine, I've been afraid <laughs> of that. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's been the paint. Like four days since I've seen the movie. I love the, um, the bit with the paint, too. That's one of the things I had accidentally seen that I was like, oh, this looks awesome. I don't know why. The, just the image of her dumping, on, dumping the paint on him and, you know, seeing the shape of him for the first time, I just think was really well handled and executed. I don't know how he got all of it off that quickly. What moment are you talking about? The restaurant. Oh, okay. Because that's, yeah. Fuck. I mean, I think I just, I I just really like the way everything leading up to that moment. I like how he was playing it cool. Right. Sowing doubt in everybody's mind and then just. Boom. Thanos snapped all over. (laughs) But you go ahead. Someone else talk about their stuff. Josh, what did what other moment besides that did you like, and then we'll transition in. Um, I mean, honestly, it's, I keep going back to the opening scene, but that whole escape yeah. scene of getting just it. I mean, it sets the stage for the whole movie, and yeah. it really it creeped me out because you get you don't see anything that Adrian does for the entire scene. You just it's implied that obviously he's abusing her, but she is going to such lengths to not set off alarms to not make any noise, to get out as quickly and efficiently as possible, to not wake him up. I mean, you see the security cameras and everything. Mm. And when it all goes to hell at the end, when she's getting in the car and you see how panicked she is, it's not until that final moment when he punches through a window. <laughs> Jesus. Is, that, hurts my, that hurt my fists looking at it. <laughs> uh, but... And you kind of that you don't it kind of builds up to that moment and you go oh makes sense all clicks that's terrifying get yeah. out of there um, so I just it keeps going I keep going back to that moment that's the, that's the scene that I really just has stuck with me outside and, of the restaurant scene and but, visual storytelling too yeah there's an, almost no dialogue outside of her talking to the dog and getting in the car yeah pretty much yeah I mean well shot well executed all that good stuff. Um, I mean, the restaurant scene, like, like Cody said very eloquently, is that the movie's kind of just going along. It's, it's scary, and it's freaky and annoying, but it takes a fucking turn. Oh, my God, that scene. Because, like, you, you really... And most of the movie, it gives you sort of some hint about where he is in relation to the space, you know, even if he's there or not, which is one of the another one of the great things, is, like, when he's... You never know. Yeah, when Winnell's going to these big wide shots where half the screen is empty... The assumption is that he's doing it because the Invisible Man is always there, but he probably isn't. And it's just, it's the paranoia that's kind of seeping in and that the, and subliminally suggesting, you know, you need to be, are you sure you're looking close enough? Because he might be standing right there, kind of a thing. And, but that, that restaurant scene, there's, as far, I mean, as far as I could tell, there's no hint at all that she's just at this restaurant, she walks in, she sits down, and then... What was your experience seeing that, Josh? Yeah, I, because I went and saw it with a friend, and I was we're watching the movie. Up until that point, I really liked it a lot. Yeah, it wasn't like over the moon. Like everyone, I was like, oh, I, I like this movie a lot. But is this going to be one of those movies that I think is just okay, and everyone else loves? And then that scene happens, and it's floating in the air. I'm like, um, what's about? To, it's one of those. It's it happens so fast that you don't really have time to think about what's about to happen. Right. But I'm sitting there like, what's about to happen? And before I could finish that thought, her throat split and she's holding the knife. 
<laughs> yeah, oh my god. You're everyone in the audience gas and my friend is like, holy shit, next right. to me and I'm I'm my eyes wide, my chin drops to the floor. Just I just Fuck. It, <laughs> you really messed with me. I was like, that did not that I mean it literally came out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of literally. That wasn't yeah. supposed to happen. <laughs> that that's yeah. what I was thinking, like, holy yeah. shit. So, that's not normal. Why why did that just happen? It's the first time that he's messed with anybody but her. And the first it's time, the culmination of his master yeah, plan. Yeah, I mean, it, it go. She thinks that because she's in public, they're safe. She'll be safe, but right. and he turns the tables, and you're like, okay, well, now nowhere is safe, and he has complete power, and it's terrifying. Um, on both uh, just a scary horror storytelling level, and in terms of real life too. And Cody, you mentioned you, what you just said. I thought was really interesting. It's like uh, something to do with the plan. I think it's that moment that I sort of you realize maybe not even intentionally, just subliminally that he has one, that he has mm-hmm. an end goal for this. Like I, maybe it's just he's taking advantage of the situations, but it felt like to me that all of this was in was in um, search, I guess, and of the objective of to have the kid because he wanted the kid for the gross, you know, controlling reasons that he wanted the kid. And it's, it certainly felt for me like everything sort of honed in after that. And it's like, Oh, she's, she's underestimated him somehow. And then he's actually however many steps ahead and that he's prepared for whatever she's going to do. Cause he's in there when she starts to cut her wrist in the shower. Cause he knows he's anticipating that like, Oh, she's going to act out now or whatever. And that scene is just in just insane. I mean, it, the, the literally the closest thing I can think of as to a recent movie that really turns on a dime like that is probably Last Jedi in the throne room scene. That's just like, oh, we're doing things a little bit different here because this is fucked up. And yeah, like you said, just the editing of how of how it's framed and how she just sits there and stunt. She's just stunned afterwards. She can't believe what she just saw. And then as you know, how it holds on. I loved how it held on her and how everybody in the background started reacting to it and freaking the fuck out. Where like that first woman just noticed what happened and screamed, and how everybody starts backing away, and she's just sitting there. She can't believe what just happened, and she gets arrested and taken in. I mean, Jesus! One of the moment is just it's it's an all timer. Like, it's, it's I mean it's scary and great for a multitude of reasons. I mean, you right. just think about what she's looking at and thinking about. Right. At the same time, and just there's so much going on in her head that I. I mean, I can't even fathom having something like that happen. Like, yeah. your sister, who up until five minutes ago thought you hated her, just got killed in front of you. And also, you're the one that everyone's going to blame. And also, some invisible guy is, now has even more power over you. And right. also, you're probably going to go to prison or asylum or something. It just, that's terrifying. 80 different kinds of fucked up. Yep. Um, and then from there, the movie's just going she's in the hospital and we find out i liked i liked how'd you guys think of how it played with his whether he was alive or dead i found it a little bit just because of the photos i found it a little bit and this movie is like one of those like oh why isn't there a camera in the restaurant that they could see like it's got it's it's got a lot of movie movie dust sprinkled on it and the only one that's the one that's the one that bothered me of the him being alive or the camera oh, with the camera in the restaurant. I, I immediately thought, okay, why is nobody looking at that footage? Mm-hmm. 
my defense is not that it's as much for defense. Like it's I, I mean, there are security cameras in every section of every public place ever. But think about the last restaurant you were in. Like I was just in one. I, used to I was work just in. A restaurant and there were security cameras everywhere. Right. Hmm. <laughs> but also, maybe she was so deep in the restaurant. It's like, are the cameras really that good that it's so pixelated? Are you really going to be able to see? You're just going to see the movement and then the thing in her hand. I don't know. I, I, it's, but you're going to see that it didn't come from her hand. You're going to see that it's floating in midair. But maybe like she's sitting at an angle or something like that. Maybe. I, my point I is know. that I just don't really care. Is like it, movie dust. But the only, th- but the the fact that he was able to. <sighs> The fact that he was able to come back from the dead after, because they show him the crime scene photos, so those are obviously taken by a cop, but then he's later found in a hole in his house. That's the only one I was like, eh, you know, if I really wanted to nitpick and be like, well, this movie makes no sense. Not that I would, because it's so good overall. But that's yeah. the only part that I would really hone in on. Is like, is he I dead mean, or is he missing? Like, I can't. That. <laughs> yeah, that and the scene where she hits Sydney. Um, that also didn't quite make sense to me because it's like if someone is sitting right in front of me, you would see them hit, do it. I would, I mean, I would see. Right. It. I'm not going to say you hit me if I didn't. If I see you're just sitting there and then I feel getting hit, like I'm, I'm. I don't. I was expecting her to react like, why did I just get thrown in midair by nothing? Right. I, why did you hit me? Because I clearly saw you didn't hit me. But I, I don't know that. Yeah. Those two moments aside, that kind of made me go, why? Mm-hmm. Other than that, um. But, I mean, yeah, it's no. it's a movie that if you're not on board and if you don't like it that much, that's what yeah. you're going to do but with the movie when, plays. If you're into it and you're sucked in and you're down with the story and the, yeah. you know, and the vibe, yeah. you're going to forget them because they're not important. When, when the more grounded a movie is trying to be, the less forgiving I am of things like that where it's like, right. all right, you're trying to tell me on this as a real world, yet you have something that would not happen in a real world or doesn't make sense in a real world scenario. Right. So it's just little things like that. But I, again, the movie's great. I forgive it. Yeah. Cody, did either any moments like that or those ones in particular I rub you the wrong way? Think about, I didn't think about it until you mentioned it. Perfect. So, so good what job. Are, what are your dislikes then? I'm curious. And it just, there's some points that just didn't really do it for me. Okay. In between all of the major set pieces, I was just kind of, it was just it seemed kind of meandering to me. And hmm. You can only try to sell how crazy she is. She seems to everybody else so much before it gets kind of annoying. Interesting and frustrating. See, I kind of like the frustration. I think, I think that's the point of the movie. It is to frustrate you because you're supposed to be on her side and wanting to tell yeah. all the stupid people that she's not crazy. And you just feel bad for it too. Yeah. 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 Like this movie is an empathy um, machine in a way. I, well, I, have, I have really mixed feelings on movies like this where you're really meant to feel annoyed and frustrated because on the one hand it's it's good, it's tense, and it's good storytelling. On the other hand, it's annoying and frustrating. It's annoying to be frustrated. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I, I get it. Yeah. This movie's I mean, don't kind get of me like wrong. A, I don't think this is a bad movie at all. I don't yeah. think that at I like it a lot. I just don't like it as much as you guys do. Hmm. Fair. I don't think it's the best movie ever. I think it's the best of the year so far. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's not very long. Yeah, that's fair. I've only seen five movies. So. There's been do some I okay think ones. it'll be better than James Bond? Yes, yes. I do. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? That movie's two hours and 47 minutes. 43 minutes. Oh, my God. But that's not counting credits, so it's probably like 2.30. That is counting credits, right? No. That's like, that's end-to-end, isn't huh. it? Like with theater bookings? Yeah, that's with credits. 
Yeah. So two thirty five, whatever. It's gonna be good. Still. Um let's see. Uh I guess three hours in the theater. Let's get deep, deep into spoilers. And the last twist the last twist, I didn't think of it until the scene. I was like, wait, what if that's his brother? And it was his brother. It's like, oh, cool. Well, how did we think? How do we think that worked? Interesting. I liked it a lot. I I almost wish it was the actual one and only twist. You know what I mean? I, I wish they didn't reveal him to be alive at the end of the movie. Hmm. Almost because I think it would have been really cool to see a guy try to gain control after being abused his whole life or whatever his excuse was. Yeah. Hmm. So you think the movie could have ended there? Could or should actually? I should say I could. I don't think it should. I, listen, I like the ending. Do you think? But I think should? I think it could have been interesting if they did it that way. Do you think he should have been like revealed to be alive, or he's just dead? I think it would have been more interesting if they said he was dead. Okay. That it was the brother the whole time. Yes. I think that could have been interesting. The only thing is that I'm not saying it's the right choice, but I yeah. think it could be. The only thing I wouldn't like about that is that it kind of goes against the whole what the movie is trying to be about thematically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but you could see it as a guy trying to gain yeah. control after being abused, yeah. but talk about subverting expectations. Uh, yeah. Just call me Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. What did you think of the performance of the brother? It was good. He was good. I liked him. I might have liked him even better than the actual brother brother. They were both pretty solid. We were, he with, was we were with the first guy. He was Adrian, the actor. He was in something recently, and I can't remember what. It was some... I want to say he's in some horror movie recently. So his name is Oliver Jackson Cohen. He is 33 years old, turning 34 in October. He wasn't in Ruddy or Not, was he? No, Haunting of Hill House. That's what it was in. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a new one? Haunting of Bly Manor? Yeah. Jesus, take a break, Mike Flanagan. Lord. He doesn't. He does not take a break. Good for him. Um, No, I mean, I thought... I I like the twist. I thought... I mean, I think maybe it would have been... I don't, I don't even want to say that. It, it would have been, I guess it would have been interesting if they had kept it at the brother the whole time and, you know, maybe tacked down a little scene at the end for some clarification or other whatever. But I think it's her story, and it's her taking charge and facing her. And that's her fine. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And I think it worked pretty well for me because I think that last scene was aces. I loved it. Oh, we, the last scene was great. It was really cool. Especially, I mean, this just... Her going into, you know, the bathroom and then coming out and just seeing his throat get slit. And then she gets on the phone. She's, like, screaming, like, oh, my God, it's in there one. And then she backs out of the camera and just sits (laughs) down and watches him die. I was like, shit. You go, queen. And I I honestly, you would hate me for this, Cody, but I kind of clapped to myself a little bit at that. Because, you know, you don't like any expressions of anything in a theater. That's okay. I like watching the movie at the movie theater. I don't like catcalling and yelling at the theater or at the screen. But then when... God, no. Uh, I, don't, I, I, I just thought it was cathartic, and the movie's kind of built around... Your, it's that waiting for that catharsis to come, and it looks like you get cheated out of it because, oh, it was the brother. And because if you, if you left with that, I think then the whole, oh, you're just crazy stuff does 
come in, you know, she does leave on like, a, oh, maybe she is a little, she's maybe not crazy, but she's still wounded and so wounded by him. But this sort of, you know, she takes control and she, you know, again, gets her revenge, catharsis, whatever you want to call it. And it just worked for me. And I like the, um, I like sort of the moral question that it leans on, that it sort of ends on of whether she is a murderer and whether she's as bad as him. And I don't think. Well, there's no question. She is a murderer. Yeah. Let's just drop that out. Right. It's not a question. But like, did she get her hands dirty or does she, is she still pure or something like that? What does it justify or not? It was justified sure. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of it just it, it just it's interesting to ask what kind of person this that she is now, and if that this is if this is kind of like a one off thing, or if he's or if he's maybe done more damage than he would have if she had not killed him. You know, like thinking of it yeah. as from the Voldemort school of like killing destroys part of, parts of your soul. You know, I kind of believe that in a way. Uh, and I don't know. Does that for her? I don't know. Movie didn't really lean into it, so I don't want to make that too big of an issue. But it's certainly something for me to think about. Uh, the kind of thing that I enjoy thinking about when a movie wraps. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I, I'd love the ending. I, I thought it was really, it was well earned. It was enjoyable, and just her sitting in that chair, out of the sight of view of the camera, just watching the light leave his eyes was pretty great <laughs> and uh yeah that's it's you always like it when a movie can end strong because it doesn't happen too often and this certainly did that uh other house cleaning likes and dislikes before we get into final thoughts and a grade cody anything i have nothing else to add josh what did you think of the score great i loved it it's uh, benjamin wallfish he did He's, blade runner too i yep. think yeah he also did shazam and that oh. was also a good Oh, that's weird. That's a very strange combination of movies. Okay. Oh. Hmm. I, I don't remember anything individually, but it's it's one of those that's more complimentary than it is good in its own right. And, I mean, but if we're going to mention the score, I think the sound editing in this was also pretty great because this is yeah. very much a sound editing kind of movie. And I've heard, I've read from several people on Letterboxd that apparently this play is incredible with uh, Dolby Atmos or whatever. Yeah. So if you have that, I would Maybe check it out for round two. I'm thinking of doing the same. If it's still there, I guess. Um, yeah, any likes or dislikes from you, Josh? Yeah, I, I, I love this movie. thought it yeah. was great. Likewise. All right, let's grade it out. I'm going to give it a nine. Nine out of ten for The Invisible Man. Code Red. It's seven and a half. Interesting. You hate women? Yes. Got it. Especially Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> Josh. Emoji or whatever. You I, give it a ghost. I give it a ghost emoji. That's not the same. That's not the same. Also, I just want to mention that when we were talking about the suit earlier, light refraction is a, a relatively logistical way to do invisibility. Like if you set up a bunch, if you put, if you get a wide open field and set up like a bunch of mirrors and to, you know, cover a person in mirrors or something like that, you yeah, won't you be able to see able to, yeah. yeah. I thought that was, I thought that part was pretty plausible. As plausible, I guess, as it could get. And I, lo- I also love how it flickered. That was really cool. They just they did so many. Stabbed, that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And the fire extinguisher and the rain falling on him. Like, oh, man, they did so many cool things with that. <sighs> Shout out to, to Lee Winnell. Cannot wait for Escape from New York or whatever comes next. 
Um, Upgrade to electric boogaloo. Watching and listening to. Um, let's see. I want here, Cody. Why don't you go first? I'm looking. I want to look up an album. Um. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I haven't been really been watching anything. I mean, no movies anyway. Actually, let me check my letterbox. Real quick. Really quick. Really quick. How quick? Um. I don't know. Pretty quick. Watch list. Nope. Sorry, sorry. Did I talk about the boy too? Nope. <laughs> You're so fucking dumb. What? I don't understand why you saw that. I had a day off. Um, very bad. Don't watch it. I won't. I you got my word on that one. Don't need to see that movie. Nope. Was not planning on it. Well, you just whatever. You could have seen I Little Women again, is all I'm saying. I didn't want to see Little Women again. I, see, I saw it enough. <laughs> Once was enough. Um, I have been on an audiobook kick again. I am now on book six of the 14 book series that I've been reading. Jesus Lord. How? So good. It's so good. It's the best fantasy ever. There are only seven Harry Potter books, though. Just, yeah. <laughs> Such trash. Okay. Lies. Tell that to my illustrated editions, Cody. Okay, yeah, they're bad. Oh, shit. Hmm. Uh, well, the album I want to talk about is actually quite an old album. It's like seven or so years old, actually. It is by a band that I am a somewhat fan of, but I just kind of found this album on Spotify, and I li- listened to a few tracks, and then I listened to a few more, and then I, s- then I just randomly decided, eh, all right, I'll play the album through front to back. Uh, Arctic Monkeys AM is fire. One of the best... I mean, rock is kind of dead as far as I'm concerned. Uh, You know, there's a few pockets where it's somewhat living, but for the most part, you know, a drums, bass, guitar, and vocals is not, you know, it really hasn't advanced that much in the last few years, but Arctic Monkeys is one of the few bands that really is. They are big and loud, and, you know, I'm looking through this album, it's like Snap Out of It, Fireside, Mad Sounds, I Want It All, Arabella, Are You Mine, Do I Want to Know, are all just great, great rock songs. And I just, I, I'm not a, as big a fan as their follow-up, like the something Milk Hotel, I don't know. It was fine, but AM is just big, loud rock and roll music, and I love it for that. So uh, check out Arctic Monkey's album AM, because it rules. Josh, watching, reading, listening to. Boom, rewatching Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> what the hell, awesome. man? It's great. <laughs> that show's awesome. That's it all is got. great. When's the when's the Frankie Muniz renaissance though? When's he gonna when's Never. he gonna see his potential through? I don't know. Make Big Fat Liar too. Jesus. They did. You can't you can't do that after a real, Paul- a, a real one. No, Josh, you can't do that without Paul Giamatti. Make Paul, use Paul Giamatti. He's dead. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's not. Josh, do you really miss that Paul Giamatti died? Yeah. A, he had a hang gliding accident. I don't like this meme. Rest in peace, Paul Giamatti. I prefer, I, I mean, he was good in Big Fat Liar. I prefer him in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, personally, but. I'm, I'm kidding, bye. <laughs> he was the rhino. Come on. He was awesome. We know. We know. We all saw it. Did you really um, see it, though, 
for what it is. I felt it. I experienced it. That's better. That's much, much better. <laughs> well, enjoy Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, that was Brian Cranston, right? Yeah, he was the yep. dad. Yeah, and again, I remember. One Flush Friday. I remember that episode. That was funny. Cody, did you ever see the alternate ending to Breaking Bad? With yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> That's the best. I he, just, he slips Breaking right Bad. into that character. So I know. Well. You guys uh, remember that episode of Breaking Bad? Fuck you. He broke bad. That was Go pretty away. cool. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'll get to it once I finish Ghost Hunters. I promise. Dude. <laughs> At least watch Ghost Adventures, the better ghost show. No. Actually, I think once I'm done with Ghost Hunters, my watch through, I'm going to start uh, Boardwalk Empire. Boring. It's a mob. It's like about the mafia, though. Yeah, boring. Prohibition. Come on. Lucky Luciano. Boring. Steve Buscemi's in it. Boring. Wow. How many times can they tell a story about the mob? The well, this is about This is about, like, Prohibition. And that's okay. not an oft-told story. Lucky Luciano and all that. John Bernthal plays Lucky Luciano. They, ban- they banned alcohol. I know. That was weird. Why did <laughs> they, they even do that? It. What's so wow. exciting about that? I don't want to watch a movie about that. Well, because it pretty much has brought the rise of the criminal empires in America. You know what I would I would rather do? What? Just drink. You could do that and watch it, though. Yeah, but I don't prohibition want to. is why the Kennedys were as powerful as they are. Because Joe Sr. Gonna, made his money in Prohibition. I'm just going to go back to watching Malcolm in the Middle and drink. Seriously. Fine. More for us, then. Until next time, though. I think onward, maybe. Who knows? Life is weird. Is that coming out? Yeah, Pixar. I don't Cody know if loves I care going about to see kids' movie. movies. <laughs> what? But until next time, you can follow us. Whoops. Headphones thrown off. Add underscore Reflex on the Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. Oh, I, I, think I meant to look those. Checks out on Spotify and all that fun stuff. And until next time. Josh, Cody, take it easy. Oh. And look out behind you. (gasps) The Invisible Man's there. Very well done. I hate you. I want a a quick question to end this thing, actually. What legal thing, if you could be invisible for a day, would you do first? What, legal legal thing? Legal. Has to be legal. Nothing. Well, what's the point if it's legal? That's the question. I just do it. You gotta, you gotta think. You gotta do some critical thinking here. I don't know. Drive a car and make people think it's driving itself. <laughs> that would be funny. Just swerving on the highway. Actually, that might be illegal. <laughs> Shit. No, it wouldn't. So, I mean, if I was, well, I guess if, if you're swerving on the highway and like trying to freak people out, then I guess it would be. Hmm. Interesting. I would go into. The, I, you know what? Here's what I would do. I would go into the White House. And I would just piss on Trump's bed. Not illegal. illegal. There's no law against that. I'm not doing it in public. It's breaking and entering. It's the people's house, Cody. Mm. Checkmate. Checkmate. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. So long. Farewell. I'll be a saying goodbye. I like that. All right. Goodbye. My days and best when the sunset gets itself Behind that little lady sitting on the passenger side It's much less picturesque without her catching the light The horizon tries but it's just not as kind on the eye